God created you with a purpose, and that purpose is for paradise. Welcome back to the Purpose for Paradise podcast. This is episode five, The High Elegance of Heaven, The Case for Beauty, Modesty, and Transformation. I have always been attracted to beauty, to elegance, to fashion. Palaces and royal weddings have always fascinated me. I remember doing a fashion journalism class in college, beautiful dress, elegant fashion. So all these elements the Lord has put in my heart for me to love, they reveal my heavenly identity and they make me yearn for the elegance and beauty of heaven. Think of the fascination of the coronations of queens on earth, the royal weddings, highly televised events, the royal weddings. You know, it's estimated that a total of 1.9 billion people tuned in to watch the royal wedding, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Think of the coronation of Mary, Queen of Heaven. Think of the heavenly wedding feast that is to come. Perhaps the human spirit is fascinated with the royal weddings of earth because we are called to be at the royal wedding of heaven, the marriage between Christ and his bride, the church, the wedding feast of the Lamb. When you look at cathedrals, basilicas, churches that were built in the past, they were extravagant. They were magnificently beautiful, a prelude made to resemble the beauty of the eternal kingdom to come. I found that the closer you get to God, the more beautiful your life becomes. You know, unfortunately, today, the world is seldom close to the heart of God. Therefore, the modern churches that are being produced are void of the elegance, grandeur, and splendor of heaven. I've walked into some churches before, modern churches, and apologized to the Lord for the failure to represent the beauty that he is and the beauty that his kingdom is. Because when we walk into a church, we're entering the house of God, the house of God, the kingdom of God, and it's supposed to remind us of the beauty to come of heaven. That is why churches were extravagant and beautiful because they house the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is present, truly present in the most holy Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. So if the Lord is truly present within the churches, should the churches be anything less than fit for the King of Kings? Should they be lacking in splendor? Should they be lacking in their magnificence and their beauty? No, the churches should be beautiful because they call to mind the beauty of heaven and they truly make us realize what is taking place before us. Christ, the King of Kings, is on the altar in front of our eyes. You know, a large part of the faith entails suffering and how to get through suffering, which is important and it's necessary because we're all called to carry a cross to heaven. We have suffering in this life. But you know, I found that as the world grows uglier by the day, the emphasis on eternal beauty and that which we are destined to behold has not been emphasized as much and not less been understood as much. I'm speaking a lot about the role of woman as bride and the calling to be a divine royal and the beauty of the kingdom. Perhaps if women understood who they are actually called to be, there would be less immodesty and instead a yearning to the high elegance of modest fashion to thus resemble their identity as daughter of the queen of heaven and as being a spouse to the prince of peace. You know, Coco Chanel says modesty is the highest elegance. So if you examine the wardrobe of the royals, elegant fashion, there's certain protocol not to be vulgar and to thus dress as so to display that you're a royal, to display one's royalty via the way one dresses. Walk the walk, talk the talk. There's proper etiquette to be had as a royal. Therefore, in being a divine royal, part of the heavenly monarchy, there's protocol modest dress, appropriate words, a heart filled with love and charity, so on and so forth. So what if I told you that God is calling you to leave the world and its ugliness behind and to dwell in the eternal courts of beauty? 
Now, I know you might be thinking, well, how do I do that in this society which is plagued with sin and ugliness and there's so much garbage and everything's a mess. So how do I find this beauty that invokes the kingdom of heaven? I want to remind you what St. Teresa of Avila said. She said this, I thought of the soul as resembling a castle formed of a single diamond or a very transparent crystal containing many rooms just as there are many mansions. So you mean to tell me that since I was a little girl, I've loved princesses and palaces and elegance and fashion and beautiful music and these beautiful things. And in actuality, that love for those things was placed in my heart because I would one day realize the divine truths hidden within me and the interior of my being actually contains the kingdom of God. And I've said this before. I, I talk about this all the time. When we're little girls, what do we like to do? We dress up as princesses. And I think it's time we play dress up again. But this time, we're not just playing dress up. We're embodying our call, our purpose from God. It's time to learn the divine royal protocol. That's the case for beauty and the case for modesty. There is a certain way to present yourself. If you are a member of the monarchy of heaven, if you are espoused to the prince of peace, if you are a daughter of the queen of heaven, there's a certain protocol to be had. There's a high elegance, a high beauty. On Instagram, there's this account, Finding Philothea, at Finding Philothea. Claire runs it. And she also has a podcast and a website, Finding Philothea. And she's in the works of developing etiquette courses. And she is a part of the soon-to-be-launched Rose Thorn Etiquette, which the bio states is etiquette for the new evangelization. I love this concept. And this is what we need and I believe where we are heading. It's this divine protocol that's coming, this new evangelization, because what is Christ coming to do? Christ is coming to collect a spotless bride. The church is heading towards understanding who she is in the eyes of the Lord, and she's destined to understand her royal role as bride of Christ. We have to close our eyes to the world and open them to the divine truths contained within us. I think if everyone ran after this, the world would be radically changed, because the true beauty that is found within would then be expressed outwardly and heaven would thus reign on earth and the ugliness of sin would be replaced with beauty. Why do we sin? Why do we fall into sin? Because we don't know our true identity. When you know who you are and who you're called to be, anything less than virtue is disrespecting yourself. Anything less than the highest good is a disservice to who you've been called to be. And I'm so excited to be called by Christ to be part of this new evangelization, which is one of beauty, of elegance, and the bridal role. Christ is coming to collect a spotless bride, an elegant, a beautiful, a ready, a bride who knows her identity. And part of becoming that bride is healing, healing the whole person, mind, body, and soul. I really love what Reform Wellness is doing. Reform Wellness is a functional medicine and holistic wellness practice rooted in Christ. And Reform Wellness, they're in the process of developing a Reform Eucharistic Wellness Center. They say it's a place where people can learn how they are meant to live. Nourishing one soul with the Holy Eucharist and nourishing one's body with whole foods and their minds with solitude in nature. In the concept art for this Eucharistic Wellness Center, there's a chapel with the Eucharist and a garden next to it with fresh food and flowers. And Mary is overlooking the garden being queen of the garden. This is optimized wellness. True healing and wellness flows from he who is the ultimate healer, Christ. Christ in the Holy Eucharist. He is the giver of life. And then the foods and the herbs that God has given to us for our well-being. This is a natural, God-given, proper way of living and healing. 
I'm all about holistic health and wellness, so I deeply appreciate and congratulate Reform Wellness for this wonderful and needed contribution to the body of Christ. And I'm not sponsored by them. I just genuinely think this is great. I've been very into St. Hildegard von Biggen recently, her natural healing remedies. St. Hildegard, she was a German medieval nun. She's one of the four women doctors of the church and arguably, in my opinion, one of the greatest mystics the church has ever had. She would receive illuminations on creation and all the various healing herbs and natural remedies given by God to cure various ailments. In medieval times, the monastery would have a garden containing food and herbs needed for curing and healing. The origin of monastic medicinal gardens comes from Benedict of Nursia, also known as St. Benedict. He founded the monastery of Monte Cassino in 529 AD. This is so important. In order to become that which Christ is calling you to be, in order to become the version of yourself that God wants you to be, you have to heal mind, body, and soul. And it's so important to optimize your wellness and to really dig into the healing that Christ wants for you. God has given us the healing of creation, the sunshine, the food, the herbs, the flowers. There's so much healing to be found simply by utilizing that which God has given us, allowing God to first be the front and center of our lives. Jesus in the Eucharist, Christ says, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. So life comes from God himself in the Eucharist, nourishing ourselves with the body and blood of the Lord, and thus allowing that healing in the Eucharist to flow into all aspects of our life. Because our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. If the kingdom of God is within us, and we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, we are to be nourishing ourselves with that which is compatible to God, the food that he has given us, the natural remedies and the natural gifts that the Lord has given us. And it all ties together, healing the whole person, mind, body, and soul. It all ties together. And once we have healed and once we walk in the ways of healing, we begin to walk in the ways of righteousness. Sin decreases once you're healing because you realize, you know, I'm called to virtue. I'm called to a certain level. I'm called to elegance. I'm called to a certain standard as being a woman of God. Therefore, why would I sin? Therefore, why would I do this? Because that's disrespecting myself. That's disrespecting my temple. That's disrespecting my body, which is a temple of the living God. We are to walk in the ways of righteousness and we are to chase after eternal beauty and we are to dwell in beauty and to dwell in the courts of God, which is beauty itself. And going back to modesty, I believe that in understanding who you are in your identity as a divine royal part of the monarchy of God, princess espoused to Christ the prince of peace, the queen of heaven, Mary, being her daughter means to be a princess. So in understanding that, simply look, at, well, how do princesses dress? There's that royal etiquette. There's royal protocol. You're not going to be dressing vulgar. You're not going to be doing certain things because people are looking at you and people are watching you as a, a royal and expect you to behave in the way of your role. They expect you to behave in the manner of that which you have been called to do. Upon understanding that, uh, modesty flourishes. And a woman flourishes in understanding who she's called to be and walking in that. And so a lot of what we're seeing, sins of this culture, this is all because people simply don't know who they're called to be. They're wandering aimlessly, searching for something, and they're landing in all the wrong places. Because if you know who you're called to be, anything less than virtue is not acceptable. Because you're called to virtue. You're called to a certain standard. And so I think it's very important for us to understand that the beauty in which we so long for, the beauty that so attracts us, the worldly beauty that we 
seem to really find ourselves enamored with the royal weddings, beautiful fashion, music, beautiful music. Why do all these things attract us? Beauty on earth is a prelude to the beauty of heaven. The beautiful things that we love here are in our hearts to love them for a reason because they reveal to us divine truths. And I've talked about this before, but it's just so important to understand why we love what we love because what we love reveals to us God ultimately. And so I think to myself, the things that I've always been fascinated with and loved in my life and how God has brought that love to my attention in a divine way and how all the things that I love really reflect the Lord and reflect my calling and reflect who God has created me to be and my identity in relation to him. You know, why are 1.9 billion people tuning in to watch the royal wedding? Because the human soul was made for heaven to be at the royal wedding, the lamb, the eternal wedding feast. Christ is coming back to collect a spotless bride to thus take her to the eternal wedding feast. We are the church. We represent the bride of Christ. And it is time for us to put on the bridal role to understand what it means to be a bride, to walk the walk, talk the talk, and to truly embody the church. Because that is what we as women are called to do, to be reflections of the church. So I invite you, Advent is coming up, Advent is about to start, to look inwards and to find the kingdom of God dwelling within you, to find the Lord within you. Close your eyes to the world and open them to the divine truths contained within yourself. And this is how we change the world, person by person, one at a time. And then thus collectively, the body of Christ is transformed and the church is transformed and the world is transformed. I believe a new evangelization is coming. It's one of beauty, of elegance, and the bridal role. If you've been blessed by this week's episode of Purpose for Paradise, I kindly ask if you would consider donating to support me. Go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash Elena Sapphire, where you can leave a one-time donation, kind of like a tip jar, or you can become a member to unlock exclusive content. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Purpose for Paradise. I'm your host, Elena Sapphire. May God bless you, and may the Mother of God be with you always. Thank you.